The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome to the weekend, my friends. Thank you for spending... Some time with us. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, here with Jack Hartle, my partner and Portfolio Manager as well. And as the good book says, it is better to give than receive. This show is about giving. Jack and I try to give you great ideas uh, to help you become wealthy people each and every Saturday here on AM640 Toronto. And uh, it is that time of the year. It's getting cold, isn't it? It's getting damp. It is damp. But even plus six is damp in Toronto, Lake Ontario, and you just feel it in your bones, or I'm getting old, or a combination thereof. And uh, yes, just the other night with that uh, freezing rain, uh, my wife and I, Kathleen, said how lucky we are to have a nice warm house uh, to get cozy in. Uh, But we all say to ourselves, could you imagine living on the street tonight? Uh, Yeah, that was this week, an awful, awful time to spend on the streets of Toronto. I am going to say I'm hoping it's going to be really cold and dreary and damp and wet and difficult next week, just just for self-interest purpose, as our uh, CEO of Canaccord, Stuart Raftis, is going to be sleeping on the streets, uh, taking away the baton from me, finally, uh, and supporting an amazing cause. Uh, Mark Austin, uh, executive director at Covenant House is going to spend a little bit of time with us uh, prior to us getting Stuart on the show. Uh, Mark uh, basically runs Covenant House, a uh, very noble uh, profession you have, Mark. Uh, thank you for spending some time with Jack and I. So let's get right down to it. Covenant House annual sleepout taking place, what is it, next Thursday? That's right, Wolfgang. It's next Thursday, November 16th. And uh, We'll, we'll have about 80 people sleeping out to, to raise funds to support youth experiencing homelessness in our city. Well, it's a, it's a very, very noble cause. I prayed to the show, I went and got myself a filet of fish went into McDonald's on Young Street, and there was a homeless person passed out at a little round table by himself, of course, dreary clothes, uh, empty raptor in front of him, and uh, just trying to find a bit of shelter from the street. Uh, Oh, there's a lot of suffering going on. And my, the mantra the, that I've been sharing in the office uh, comes from a very, very good market strategist, Byron Ween. And his line is, if you're going to engage in uh, charity, try to reduce pain rather than increase pleasure. When you think about that, I like it. You know, we, we can donate our time to good, positive, fun things, make people feel good, which is great. Um, but really, reducing pain, I think, has a greater impact on all of us, especially those suffering from such pain. Um, so you've raised uh, about $800,000 so far. You need about $1.2 million to get to your goal. And again, these are numbers that you sort of make up. But the truth be told, uh, it costs an awful lot of money uh, to do the work that you do uh, here in Toronto. Uh, and going to your website, which is uh, publicly disclosed, it's about, what, a $35 million operating budget Covenant House has? Yeah, actually, it's a little more than that now. But as as you point out, um, it, you know, Covenant House is is the largest agency in Canada hmm. focused on youth homelessness and trafficking, and uh, we we serve uh, over two thousand young people, discrete different young people every year, and uh, 
this winter the the demand is 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 just way up um earlier this year the city of toronto declared homelessness an emergency in our city and covenant house toronto actually is just now uh, within the next few days, going to be opening 30 additional beds for young people who have nowhere else to go. So there's there's big demand, and we are wholly dependent on community support. 75% of the revenue of Covenant House in Toronto comes from donors. So events like the Executive Sleepout are critical for us to do the work that we do. Um, so we're so grateful that you 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 give us a bit of a platform here to talk about. No, no, it, it it is my duty. You're making me cry, buddy. I always do when you talk about these numbers. It's just heart wrenching stuff. Um, and you use the phrase uh, youth trafficking. Jack, you told me an amazing story coming down here about a uh, the Toronto Police Department setting up a sting operation. Please share that with us. It's very powerful. Yeah, it's, it's scary out there, Wolf, and I, I do coach with a, uh, a police officer up in York Region. He was just talking about how easy it is for them to catch um, people online that are, I'm going to say, uh, luring uh, teens and youth. And they just had a sting operation that was very successful, and it's just scary how... Uh, what, do they, what do they do? They actually set up uh, in hotels, uh, they set up online, and then I'm going to say lure these teens. Uh, I don't want to say traffickers, but creeps. They, how about yeah, creeps? creeps. We, so creeps I think, we, I think that's a good word. Yeah, uh, but it's it's astounding how successful they are, and they can get guys online within like half an hour. It's scary. You have young kids. I have young kids, Jack. Um, could you imagine? I no, absolutely. It's tough. <sighs> yeah, it's but, tough, Mark. Um, uh, Mark, let's talk a little bit more about Covenant House. Uh, how many people do you service on a daily or or annual basis? Well, on an annual basis, it's 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 over two thousand different youth. But on a on a daily basis, uh, at our main site, we would have three to four hundred young people, and it's it's not surprising when you think about uh, homeless numbers in Toronto. Now we've got ten thousand people roughly every night who wow. are absolutely homeless. So they're in the shelter system, probably more on the streets. And about 10 to 15 percent of those people are young people, youth, often actually under 16, but, uh, you know, under 24. What's the youngest you've come across? How young have we? What's the youngest homeless person that your organization has come across? Well, we we do in some programs support uh, people as young as 14. But uh, I'll give you a, a just a, a statistic here quickly. When when research work has been done and they've asked people experiencing homelessness, when did you first experience homelessness? The, the, by far, um, the biggest category was uh, people from 14 to 24. So this is when homelessness starts for many people um, as a very young person, often younger than 16. And the key to really shifting the dynamic of, of people falling into chronic homelessness and being homeless off and on for decades yep. is is to resolve the problems when, when somebody is young. And that's what Covenant House endeavors to do. Yeah, no, of course, uh, catch them early and uh, help them, um, you know, get back onto their feet. And you, you, your success rate is excellent. Um, but unfortunately, uh, when it comes to this subject matter, um, you're unable to solve all the problems and all of people's um, um, problems. And uh, 
So your work, unfortunately, is never done. That's why this event that you're doing is so important that uh, we support them. Look, the show's about money, um, but when you give, you get. Uh, we'll start with just making a straight cash donation. For the most of us, if you you know if you donate a significant amount, I think it's over, call it three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks a lap. If you donate a significant amount of money and you're in a reasonable tax bracket, which most of us are in Canada, you'll you'll almost get half of it back, uh, which you can then donate the next year and get half back again and have some perpetual giving taking place. But uh, I have a better idea for you. Again, if you've been paying attention to Hi-Fi Radio, it's a show about making money and building wealth. Um, you know, the, the name, the way we manage money, there's many different ways of doing it, but I like to own stuff that's going up and get out of stuff that's going down. And I like to simplify. If I look at charts, uh, you know, people can analyze charts with unbalanced volume and uh, spikes and gaps and Bollinger Bands and moving averages, but I like to truly dumb it down. So look, if, if I were to take a child and some give, give them a crayon, and they were to put a, a, an arrow on this chart to direction they think it's going, chances are I think they're going to be right. In other words, they look at Microsoft, they'll put an up arrow. And if they look at a company like or oh, Canadian Bank, all of them, they put down arrows on them. And they're probably right uh, until, of course, trend changes. My point is, uh, if you have some big winners, uh, and if you don't, you have the wrong, the wrong money manager. Uh, our clients all have some big winners on their books. And so I'm encouraging them, give away a little bit of your winner. Because Why? Because number one, you will not have to pay the capital gains tax. So it, it's a fabulous way of increasing your ability to support a cause. And if, if, if you have a big enough gain, you're, you're actually out-of-pocket expense because you're going to get a tax benefit. can actually be net positive, not net, net negative, if, if you can go through the math properly. Um, so again, we strongly encourage you to do stock and while well, I gave away some Microsoft stock uh, to Covenant House um, nice big trade up on it and uh, it's my duty to support it and uh, our city I shall say uh, well uh, the event next Thursday is taking place any big um, um, uh, flashy shall I say uh, celebrities that c- are celebrities be there. Uh, aside from our very own Stuart Raftus I, you know, we're hoping to have a few MLSE um, types around, but uh, to, to be determined. Yes, is, is Coffee going to be there? He's he's usually there, but he wasn't there. I think last year or two years ago, it's good maybe because of COVID. Yes, Paul Coffee was there the first the first year I actually slept out, so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to make it this year. And I slept with him, obviously. <laughs> and and Pinball <laughs> Pinball was a big celebrity. That was pretty exciting. He Love, he's a great guy. Uh, is Pinball yeah, going to support you this year? Pinball's in demand everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, he's, he's a Toronto and Canadian icon. He's, he's, a, he's a wonderful and wonderful ambassador. Um, and obviously, I'm sure that you'll be more than happy to take a few extra sleepers if need be. If you're an executive out there, um, contact Covenant House. Get engaged. Get involved. Feel it. Uh, absolutely. If you if you want to sleep out and fundraise, or indeed you just want to support one of our folks who are sleeping out, there's almost 80 of us. Um, you can you can find that on our on our website. And I, I would say quickly, Wolfgang, that many people who do sleep out, it's a very profound experience for them, and it it connects them on a really personal level to to the work that we do because you you spend seven eight hours on some cold concrete and and you have to time to reflect on on really how how terrible homelessness is so um i i would challenge people to think about that 
Indeed. Uh, Mark, I can't thank you enough uh, for the work that you do for this great city of ours and friends. Please um, support the cause. And again, there's a lot of great causes. Uh, so just get engaged in one of them. And Jack and I are going to help you have more money anyway. So it's all good. Uh, we're going to uh, get Stuart Raptus on the air. And he's going to talk about his upcoming experience. And uh, he's a beautiful person, a maritimer. They have so much heart. And that's why he's doing it because he gets it. Uh, quick break, pay for the show. Get back to Hi Fi Radio with Jack Hurdle. And uh, myself, we're both portfolio managers. We are here to have help you have more money. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. I don't care where it goes. Gonna climb a mountain, the highest mountain. A jump off, nobody gonna know. Can't you see? Welcome back. I like the part where he's about to move some mountains and some big mountains. Yeah, my friend Stuart Raftus. He's also our CEO, and I'm so privileged I don't have to call him my boss. I love that. Uh, other people do. And, uh, I don't. Nope. Because we're partners. Right, Stuart? We are indeed. We're partners. We are partners. We are partners, and the most important partner I have in my life is my client base. They're the boss. The customer is the boss. Indeed. Uh, Stuart Raftis, a uh, lovely, lovely man. I've worked with him now for almost 10 years, I'm going to say, and uh, well, we became very, very good friends, and uh, he's very supportive of helping me help our clients, and uh, we were able to have a lot of fun on Bay Street. Uh, I was playing The Clash yesterday, and people were saying, The Clash, wow, Joe Strummer and Bay Street just seem so juxtaposed. Actually, from a guy from CFRB, Jim Richards, mentioned that on my Facebook page, and uh, I said, yeah, they are juxtaposed, and doesn't, shouldn't life be that way? And, you know, what's juxtaposed is the wealth and the money and the building and the cranes and the activity in the city, the restaurants, the prices. Incredible, juxtaposed against abject poverty uh, at many levels. And it just rips my heart out when I see people sleeping on the streets in Toronto. And it's getting worse and worse, as we all know. And I'm born and bred in this uh, town. This is my town. And uh, it's a changing town. And it's, uh, you know, many things are getting better, but the homelessness is getting worse. And so I've been uh, supporting Covenant House for many years. My parents were supporters of Covenant House, and I support a number of causes in Toronto. Uh, Red Door Shelter, uh, 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 the Scott Mission. Um, We've had multiple uh, charities on this show, Jack. We almost have a charity on once a month because I think it's a big, big part of our responsibility as we help you build wealth on this show, giving you great investment ideas and processes to help you build wealth. It's our responsibility to give some money back. And the good thing is the government helps you on that front because they will basically refund you about 50% of your donation. And uh, Covenant House, of course, with your annual executive sleep out. Uh, One of our clients uh, first did it. Uh, a lovely lady, and I was in awe of her, Jules, Jules Clyde. And uh, I was in awe of her, and then she challenged me the next year to do it. And she's, she's tougher than I am. 
program. So I couldn't say no, and so I said, fine, I'm in. And I did it for, I guess, four years. You went over the top with it, Wolf. You were the executive sleepout of the year, I think, at least one year, maybe last, last two. Year. Last year, that was the number one uh, uh, fund, so you went fundraiser. Large. Yeah, I think I think I raised $88,000. Thanks to you and uh, my good friend, Stuart. You were very generous uh, supporting uh, our sleepout, my sleepout. Jack gave me his military... Um, what advice. I'm gonna say advice. You gotta M- get, up, military get advice off the ground. Well, if you're gonna get sleep, up, yeah. give yourself a little no, cushion gave, there, buddy. Give me that little yoga mat of yours. That that helped. But, oh, the, yeah. but then people said that's verboten. No, no, just a piece of cardboard. Oh. I, I've seen people living on the street in little, you know, tent campments. You know, take the resources that are available. I, they, they, they do. Say. Yeah, I see matches absolutely. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Stuart Raftis, uh, our chief executive officer, said, "Wolf, I think that's great that you do that each and every year." And I've always thought about doing it. I said, "Stop thinking, start doing." And, uh, well, this year he's taking the baton from me. Thank you. Thanks, Stuart. And I'm going to sleep on the street. I'm hoping it's going to be cold, buddy. <laughs> oh, you, but you can handle it. I have a feeling it's going to be very cold. Yeah. Um, well, it's taking place next Thursday. How are you feeling? Nervous. Don't be. Anxious. Just raise some money, will you? you got to get your numbers up, Stuart. you got to raise more money than me. I know you can. You're better looking than I am. Well, if we're going to try. Um, you're my inspiration. I sent you a note about that yesterday. Uh, today we've raised $39,000. Um, so uh, thanks to you in large part. Um, so we're, we're I doubled trying. down for you, buddy. You did. You I, did. I, took your, I took your position. I, I doubled it for you to help you out. But that's, you, it's not enough. I want you over hundred grand. I know you can raise over hundred grand. Okay. You're at forty right now, Stuart. If I can do $88,000, you easily over a hundo. People you know, come on. Come on. Um, Stuart, what, what, again... You know, you're a very fine-dressed, bespoke man, I shall say, um, but you're a maritimer. Uh, and I've had many chats with you about your lovely mother, uh, who's fascinated by the <laughs> the, uh, the comfort of airline travel, beautiful stories. Um, but talk to me about where you come from. And specifically, I will uh, throw out the word powdered milk. Great story about that. Please share with the audience of who you are as a person. Okay, well, thank you, Wolf. Um so, look, I grew up in Halifax, Nova Scotia, a uh, small street called South Bland Street, which, which thinking back, was quite, um, quite an area to grow up in. Um, across the street from our house was actually a coal yard, Canard's Coal Yard, and um, beside that were railroad tracks, and behind the railroad tracks was a very, very large grain elevator. And um, so that was sort of our playground in between the coal yard, the railroad tracks, and, and the, uh, the grain elevator. Um, the, the challenge is uh, for, for ra- raising a family of six children down on South Bland Street, uh, one of the things that we used to joke about was the coal dust that would, that would blow across the street and into our backyard when poor mom was hanging out her white Oh, white sheets. No. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it was it was an interesting environment. It was a it was a very small house. Um, <clears throat> both my mom and dad and grandparents lived in that house along with six children, and there were two and a half bedrooms and a, and a bathroom. It was a, it was a fairly small house. How do you, how how, how does I, I always wondered people living in one bedroom house. How do the parents actually procreate? Well, it wasn't one bedroom. How do, how do they do that? Is there a bar or something? What, what do they do? <laughs> Think about but, it. We'd be practical here. It was a fun neighborhood. Um, a lot of street hockey, a lot of playing around, um, a lot of adventure. On It's not safe, but you certainly, your imagination ran wild running down the railroad track. Did your family have a car? Uh, no. Not, but, uh, not, not, not a, a not car. A, did, not uh, on South Land Street. Did, no. did you have a painter? Uh, we did not have a painter. Did you have a television set? 
we did have. Did you have cable set. TV? No cable TV. No I cable mean, look, TV. No car. Else. I love it. I love no, it. There was just there were two. Channels. And this was 1980, for goodness sakes. No, it was a little <laughs> bit further back than that. Um, but um, look, it was it was a fun, exciting, adventurous uh, youth growing up um, in that environment. And luckily, none of us none of us got hurt. Um, you know, playing around on the railroad tracks in the grain elevators. I remember being quite young, and I was absolutely convinced that on the other side of this grain elevator, I don't know how high a grain elevator is. It's probably, you know, 20, 30 stories high, something like that. But And it's just a cement facade, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what a grain elevator looks like. I was absolutely convinced that on the other side of the grain elevator was China. And and uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought was on the other side. I think I think uh, yeah. So that was that was growing up on South Bland Street in Halifax. But the, the, then you went uh, off to university. To mm-hmm. Talk to you a little bit about that, because as far as I'm concerned, you're almost self-educated in many ways. Again, very incredible where you uh, where you went and how you what you studied. Yeah. So I, um, you know, growing up in Halifax, um, St. Agnes School, St. Patrick's School, on to St. Mary's University, um, which was a great opportunity for me. Uh, in between my third and fourth year. I became adventurous and decided I'd um, try to make my way over to France and go to school in France. So I, I found a way to get to um, get a student visa in Avignon and um, went over, uh, started school there. And the culture shock was a little bit too much for me. And I had this thought that maybe I should go to Paris and that'll be a bigger city and it'll be a little more like North America. So I jumped on the train, went to um went to Paris and got myself into the Sorbonne. But I had no money and I really didn't have any way of of paying for all this. So I went to the Canadian embassy, opened up the book of potential employment opportunities in Paris. And there were lots of them, but they're all the same job. You had to be an au pair. So, um, what, sorry, what is an au pair? A nanny. So, um, so so such a great, they're so French of them to give it such a cool name. It's an au pair. I love it. So, uh, the sommelier, an au pair. I love it. So I ended up being, and you spoke no French, correct? No, no French. Being a maritimer? No. Um, and um, yeah, so I ended up being an au pair. But the educators, to get educated mm-hmm. in a foreign country is one thing, but with a foreign language. Uh, and again, you're not talking about elementary school, you're speaking at a university level. It's remarkable. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, just did it for one year. Um, didn't do the au pair job for the full year, but, um, but I did that for about three months until I got a job in a restaurant. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun uh, going to university in, in Paris. And then I came back to Halifax and finished up my degree. At you were a paperboy as well once as a, boy, as a kid, weren't you? Mm-hmm. As, yeah. as was I. Jack, were you ever a paperboy? I was not a paperboy. No, no. And of course, uh, our marketing crew behind us don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> Times have changed, man. But it's okay. It's okay. The world's going mad, some say, but uh, I'm still having fun. Uh, Stuart, then let's talk about your uh, foray into, uh, shall we say, Personal finance, wealth management, uh, your first job was at but Merrill Lynch? Yeah, I started with Merrill Lynch right out of university as a, as a financial consultant, which, you know, is a, and what would be referred to today as an investment advisor, um, helping individuals uh, invest their money in the stock market primarily. What year was that? That was 1985. 85, wow. And so you witnessed the 87 crash? I did. What was that like? That was really quite interesting. Uh, what the, my biggest memory of that was I remember our Quotron machines only had two digits. 
So um, at one point of the day, the market was down sort of 45 points or something like that. And someone was going, well, the market's down 45 points. And the guy sitting next to him said, no, 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 it's actually down 345 points. Oh, the, 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 the machine couldn't. It, that, that's like a Y2K problem. Yeah, Could you had, turn the clock? No, well, they, the Quotron machine. No Who bought that company? Did Thompson end up buying them or I'm Bloomberg? Not, not or sure. Just out of business? I'm not sure. But I know at the end of the day, the market down, um, ended up down 508 points. Um, which just seemed at the time. You talking about the Dow? Was it the Dow? The Dow Jones. And the Dow down. at that time was a thousand. Was it would have been about a thousand that day? It was down thirty five percent, I guess, on the uh, in the in the crash. I want to say it, would, it fell off. Memory was twenty two twenty two yeah. to seventeen hundred. Yeah. It got through a thousand in nineteen eighty two. That's right. It couldn't get through a thousand points for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And finding eighty two, it got through a thousand points mm-hmm. and away it went. Again, I've been on Bay Street since twenty uh, two thousand one, Stuart. Uh, I used to work in this actually company right here oh, that wow. we're, we're broadcasting from uh, from '88 to 2001, and I made a uh, I think a very smart career change. Oh yeah, people who are listening to the show right now who work in this business say, "Oh yeah, well if you made a smart career change, all right, get to hang out with a guy like you, Stu. It's a lot of fun." Well, Stuart Raftus, Chief Executive Officer, Canaccord Genuity Corp., a good friend of mine. He's our leader, and so much so that he is going to uh, sleep on the streets of Toronto with a piece of cardboard, corrugated, my friend, it's corrugated, and it's about an eighth of an inch thick. Uh, but they're going to supply it. And if, you're, if you get there early, and uh, I think they have 100 pieces, I think there's 80 sleepers, so you might be able to take two pieces. You are allowed two if there's extra Stuart. Uh, they're going to take good care of you. You're going to be okay. I'm looking forward to it. You're going to be okay. Uh, please, friends, uh, if, if you like what we're talking about, you want to support the cause, go to the Covenant House website, look up Stuart Raftus, and uh, show them some love. Uh, I already have, uh, and I know you want to uh, help us as well. Uh, God bless you for that. Stuart, God bless you for what you're doing. I think it's uh, commendable. Thank I really, you. really do. Thank and uh, a true sign of leadership. Going to take a quick break and get back to uh, one of our strategists, Mr. Martin Roberge. He's a managing director, North American portfolio strategist at Canaccord. Yes, it's the Canaccord Hour uh, right here on Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein. Any questions, by the way, for Jack or I, WolfgangKlein.com, TheWolfOnBayStreet.com. No question too big, no question too small. We answer them all. Quick break, get right back to it. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And they say, uh, tap, credit card only, no cash accepted. Wow. 
Incredible. Now, some people don't, some places just don't want cash. Um, I'll take it. Mandrabej, he's our managing director of North American Portfolio Strategies at Can Accord. Uh, he's been with the company uh, almost as long as I have. Uh, I think I probably got six months on you, Martin. But you and I basically started at the same time. And uh, it's been a delight uh, getting to know you over the last uh, 12 years, Martin. Thank you for your friendship I shall open with. Hey, Wolfgang. Thanks for having me. It's nice to to talk to you again today. Yeah, my pleasure, Martin. We just had, uh, by the way, our chief executive officer, uh, Stuart Raftus, uh, on the air with us. Uh, he's going to be sleeping out for Covenant House uh, next week, Martin. So look, if you want to look good in the boss's eye, give him some money. Go on his website and give him a little donation. And, uh, you know, you always supported my Covenant House sleep out. Uh, well, he's actually now doing yep. it for me. Uh, okay. So just as an FYI. Uh, you know, it's all part of you know, career management. This is important. Again, I've always said about money. If you want to build wealth, you need to get out of bed and go to work. And then you need to save some money and you need to invest the money and you need to repeat the process. So work, save, invest, repeat. Real simple. 25 years, you'll be in a much better financial position. And to keep your job, well, you got to play the game. And sometimes you have to give to get. Uh, so anyways, Martin, um, here we are in the seasonal strong period, August, September, October. Fabulous setup for a give back, a seasonal give back, uh, setting the stage for, you know, November rally into Santa Claus rally into the strength of January, February, March. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty seasonally predictable to me. Unfortunately, I know it's never that easy. Talk to me, Martin. Where do you think we are right here, right now in the markets? Yeah, we're probably doing the. Uh the kind of the Santa Claus rally ahead of the typical uh, late December, like January uh, window, uh, because we, 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 or the market received like a green light from, from the Federal Reserve uh, last week. And whether or not the Fed is done uh, hiking interest rates, uh, there's certainly uh, um, a, a group of investors that will be hedging that, hedging that bet and taking the bet that the Fed is done. Uh, and historically, there's always a, a positive response. Obviously, there's always a question mark about the length of, the, of that positive response. But for now, um, you know, money that was uh, on the sidelines because of fear of a, a monetary overkill from, from the Federal Reserve is being redeployed in not all areas of the market, but certainly in some uh, some some areas, that's for sure. Uh, Bank of Canada, all intents and purposes, is done raising rates for this cycle. Do, do you not agree? Yeah, we, I totally agree with that. U.S. U.S. Bank, perhaps one more hike. Yeah, yeah. one more hike. Jack, yeah. you think one more hike for the U.S. Bank? I would have said uh, maybe two weeks ago, yeah. But looking at the data that's coming out, they have paused. Bank of Canada paused. I know they don't look at what the Bank of Canada does. Yeah. But I'm going to say they've, they've bought themselves some time. And I think over the next month, the economic statistics are going to come out pretty weak. I, I think they may be done too. Interesting. And, you know, it's amazing you know, when they raise interest rates, the, the theoretical concept of a lag. You raise interest rates, it takes time to have its effect. And I just spoke with a fellow on the phone uh, who wants to move his assets to us, smart um, and he said, the problem is I got a mortgage. It's about $400,000. It's variable rate. And he had the mortgage for about two years. So, uh, uh, you know, 2% two, 2 on four hundred grand is eight grand a year in interest payments. Uh, four hundred grand at, call it 6%, do you think, Jack, is 20, 
four thousand dollars in it. So to go from eight thousand interest payment to twenty four thousand interest payment when you're making just over a hundred thousand dollars a year is very very challenging. But the long and variable legs that you're talking about, Wolfgang, the, the Canadian mortgage holders that have variable rates, they've been dealing with these higher rates since the Bank of Canada started raising. Yep. Uh, the long and variable uh, that you're seeing are also people that are renewing their mortgages now. So people that are that have been fixed at a very low rate, Correct. call it that 2% that you're talking about. Yeah, that's a shock. Now they're coming to market. Like yeah. they're, they're almost like in a rent control market where it's 2%. Now they're coming to market rates, which are... Six percent, or you know, seven, Frank, Leo, Frank Leo spoke about that one individual, and that's going to be going on for the next two to three years, getting up to whatever that market rate is going to be. Correct. Um, so, no matter what position you're in, if it's variable rate, yeah, you've been witnessing it on a rate hike basis. Every rate hike, you're feeling it. If you've been locked in, uh, you are not feeling it until your term comes due. And a lot of people are saying, "I can't afford to renew the term." Uh, Time to liquidate. Martin, you're in. Let me ask you, if I may, anecdotally, uh, you're just outside of Montreal. Uh, what's the housing situation and homeless situation and affordability situation like in uh, Montreal and the greater surrounding area? Yeah, the affordability is somewhat better uh, here in Montreal or like the, the great Montreal area because uh, prices are, are not as inflated as in Toronto. But the problem that we're dealing with, and this is an issue in Toronto as well, the great Toronto as well, is the um, like lodging, like having the houses, like it's there, there are very few houses uh, uh, on the market. You're talking supply issue. Supply issue. We are dealing with the same issue as you guys, except, except the difference is that prices are, are probably like still 20 to 30% lower than, than, than your uh, housing prices. So affordability is is better, but uh, you've got very little little supply. And uh, like when it comes to multi apartments, uh, yeah, we we we're we're trying to build as much as as many as we can. But you know now it's the permits. The permits are very expensive to get, <laughs> uh, and builders need to put 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 on like put put down a lot of cash before the. They, they put the, the shovel on the on the ground and those those costs like the government is trying to to take some of those costs they announced a kind of some kind of a subsidy or or a, a freeze on, on some costs but still uh, it's pretty expensive to, to to put any shovel on on the ground uh, at, at, at this period of time I, I know builders continue to be very very frustrated with policy and procedure and uh, just uh, uh, lethargy, shall I say, in the entire process to getting anything done. Uh, and yet, the same government is uh, allowing um, almost a million students come into the country and a million foreigners come into the country. Uh, these people need to live somewhere, uh, and there's no new supply. I'm scratching my head. But you know, something this shows about making money. I'm going to talk about issues as well and problems, but. Uh, you know, you're raising interest rates the way they have. You think that prices of, of, of real estate would fall. The reason it has not fallen is because of supply. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break, get back to uh, the show about money, show that Jack and I put on for you. Uh, we're talking charity. We're talking how to make some money and talking tax strategy. We're covering a lot of ground, uh, but it's all about the people. It truly is. Uh, if we can do good by you, I think we've sort of done our deed for the good Lord. Anyways, uh, quick commercial break. Pay the bills. Get back to Hi-Fi Radio 640 Toronto. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains Sci-Fi Radio, show about money. I am Wolfgang Klein. Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, Covenant House Sleep Out taking place next Thursday. Our chief executive officer is going to take to some cement in the core and uh, hopefully raise about 100 grand. He's at 40 so far. Um, it's an important cause. I cannot stress it enough. There's a lot of great causes in Toronto. If you, you don't have to like Covenant House, pick, pick another cause. Just help reduce pain. And a great quote on Instagram, you know, money doesn't solve all your problems, but boy, you can have a lot of problems without money. So yeah, money won't solve all the problems, but you can have a lot of problems without it. So you're better off to have more rather than less. You want to have some money? Work, save, invest, repeat. No quick fixes. Uh, you know, the odd person will do a quick fix, and you know maybe Elon Musk was a quick fix. Probably not. Worked hard, uh, but it doesn't work that way. You, you want a high probable chance of, of of making it. Work, save, invest. And I don't care when you. Uh, whenever I see a new person like or, or, or marketing lady Kathy are coming to Canaccord, at some point within seventy two hours of meeting, I'm gonna have to tell her, Kathy, make sure you save money. It's so important. And I watched a great documentary on uh, Sylvester Stallone, and uh, he just spoke about how fast. Uh, time goes by. You'll wake up one day, my little 20-somethings out there and 30-somethings out there, and you'll wake up pretty quickly and be, you know, in your late 50s and early 60s. And I got a friend, a call from a friend from high school, Jack, and I, I love this guy, and I loved him in high school. And he said, well, Wolf, you know, I'm 58 now. I got to start to plan for my retirement. And I, I didn't have the nerve to say, dude, this is not the time to start. You should have started 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I started saving in my RSP at the age of 23, as soon as I got a first job. Actually, the irony is the job was in this very building, CFMY Radio. Very first paycheck, put some money aside, bought an RSP, never looked back. I want each and every one of you to do that because you have one power. You have power in compounding, compounding your wealth. Your money can double every seven years at a 10% rate of return. Try to think in terms of doubles and extend your time horizon. And unfortunately, guess what? You will get old. I hope you get old. If not, well, the alternative is probably not better. So I hope you get old, And but if you're going to get old quick. Uh, you got to use time to your advantage, and you got to think about doubling your money. Every seven years, your money will double. You get to 100 grand, takes time. Then you get to 200 grand. Then you get to 400 grand, 800 grand, 1.6, 3.2. Now you're talking. Let's get you to all $3.2 million. Uh, Martin Roberge, the market is is a beautiful place, um, but it's one where you must, I believe, have a very vid- vigilant eye on. You cannot be a Rip Van Winkle, or, or you take a long sleep, you'll be fine. But uh, things are always a changing. And uh, I, I put a note to clients in the last week or so. I really see change amidst, or, or uh, uh, I see, what's the word I'm looking for? I just see a lot of change. I just see change. I see change. And I see change because it looks like interest rates have peaked. And uh, when interest rates peaked, uh, other assets start to get some relief from the rising rate cycle, specifically real estate. So we're talking about housing and housing prices because of lack of supply have not 
budged, even though mortgage rates have skyrocketed and people's ability to afford has been greatly diminished. But that said, prices remain sticky. Commercial real estate, and I don't care if you're talking about industrial, which are so loved industrial REITs, telecom REITs, um, storage REITs, apartment REITs. Apartment REITs are even down. And um, uh, office, of course, has been annihilated. Uh, These are big dividend-paying companies. A lot of these REITs in Canada, you know, Choice Properties is one of the biggest. In fact, it is the biggest, I think. Probably pays about a 4.5% dividend. Uh, Allied Properties is probably clipping you a 6% dividend. Chartwell, the senior citizen's place, actually, that one looks good, but stay away from that because of litigation when uh, the grandkids start to sue you because their 98-year-old grandmother passed away uh, due to bladder infection, which is... uh, not another story, but uh, Martin, uh, the we call these bond surrogates. Um, is it time to start to do some work in them? Again, we 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 bought a couple of U.S. telecom stocks, Jack and I. We bought Verizon and AT and T, uh, and we also bought some bonds, some government bonds at these levels. Uh, I mentioned that to you in a note this morning. Uh, so, what do you think about buying interest sensitive stuff at these levels? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a one in a lifetime opportunity to build a, a good income portfolio. The, uh, we have to remember that the spike in yields uh, really hurt those, those bond proxies hard in, in October. The, you know, uh, Wolfgang, we may go back to those uh, like five, 5-ish percent uh, bond yield levels, but if we do it, it's not going to be in a panic fashion. It's going to be slow. And I think the bond proxies can take like slowly grinding higher yields. What they cannot deal with is is kind of a blow-off um, behavior. So I think we've seen most of the, the volatility uh, out of the bond market. So now these stocks are probably trying to, like, you know, to, to get some, some, uh, some, some traction, understanding that, as you mentioned, not only are they yielding in some cases way more than, than bond yields, but with the tax break, the, the, the dividend, dividend income, ta- dividend tax break that you get, you, you can't. You have to multiply your dividend yield by, like, I think it's one point three. So it's very uh, tax um, uh, efficient. Yeah. Yeah, ta- tax efficient. Yeah, no, five percent interest, five percent, five percent dividend on a net tax basis is equivalent to almost a seven percent interest uh, right. coupon. So it, it, it is significant. Uh, sorry, Jack wants to. Uh, I just think Martin makes a really good point there. These bond surrogates, these interest sensitive companies really haven't been able to adapt to the rapidly changing interest rate environment. Mm. If rates normalize here, maybe they go down a little bit. That makes these stocks that have been repriced, because that's exactly what has happened, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a REIT, uh, a lot more, all these stocks are priced a lot more efficiently than retail real estate. That's and why again, they haven't adjusted yet. I, I want to go through that. Again, the sectors that have been hit that we're talking about here would be pipeline stocks, TransCanada Pipeline Enbridge, any utility stock, including Ontario Hydro, Fortis, uh, Alta Gas, and some of them have turned the corner. Uh, the REITs, of course, real estate investment trust, they've been affected. The telecom stocks, which were widow and orphan stocks, they've been affected because they're all big dividend paying, no growth. Therefore, like a bond, they call them, we call them bond surrogates because they're sort of like a bond because they're safe like a bond, but they pay you a dividend instead of interest. But I want to ask you the other darlings of Bay Street are the Canadian banks, which have been absolute dogs. Uh, are they in the same camp? Will they benefit if rates stabilize? Because they're all trading basically at 52-week lows. That's Royal Bank, BMO, CIBC, Scotia, 
national even is, is starting to get back some of its move. So uh, are they going to benefit from uh, rate stability, Martin, or are they still in the penalty box due to their loan book? Yeah, I think they are still, unfortunately, they are still in the penalty <laughs> box or sin box until we have more visibility on their loan book. But the book, like the, the loan loss exposure, uh, we, we don't have a lot of visibi- visibility yet. Uh, maybe it will come when the, these banks have their uh, in, in, like annual general meeting, AGM, uh, in, in later in November. But for now, it's very opaque. Opaque uh, CEOs are very reluctant to provide us with the real uh, risk uh, behind their 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 books. Hi-Fi Radio, it's about money. Uh, we're here for you, and we're also here for the people. Uh, we want to have some fun. Want to compound wealth, work, save, invest, time, get started sooner rather than later. Uh, look at compound tables. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, call me. I'll, I'll I'll send some to you. Look at our website. Compound tables are very very powerful. What happens to a dollar over a period of time at a certain interest rate? Um, you know, so you want what interest rates are you use? Use eight or nine percent because that's what the stock market will do over forty years. And then look down a table at forty years and see how a dollar can grow over forty years. And you talk about a thousand and you talk about ten thousand. It's what you got to do, my good friends. We're, but we're here for you. You have a friend. Uh, it's Wolfgang Klein. It's Jack Hartle. It is Canaccord. Uh, want to wish you a safe weekend. Uh, think about your brethren on the street. Think about the cause. And uh, if you have any questions about money, never hesitate to reach out to your friend Wolfgang. We are here for you. Have a lovely weekend. Speak to you next weekend right here on 640 Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardhill, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email wolfandjack at wolfgangkline.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.